Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out the One Man Podcast. There's now over 200 episodes and dozens of bonus interviews, all of which are available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you know what? If you don't have any of those apps, no big deal, because you can listen anytime at onemanpodcast.com. So be sure to subscribe, because it's always free, and there's a new episode out every Wednesday. And while you're at it, leave a review. It's a great way to help the podcast, and it doesn't cost you a thing. Follow One Man Podcast on all the major socials, and you'll get bonus content and pictures, fun stuff for yourself. And finally, if you have something that you want read on the show, send it to contact at onemanpodcast.com because if you send it, I'll read it on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you enjoy. What's up everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up guys? This is Paul Verzi and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 230 for Wednesday, October 6th, 2021. How is it going, onesies? How are you guys doing? You having the best week ever? Loving life. Welcome to the podcast. If you've never been here before, what is the One Man Podcast? It is me, comedian, earthling, Josh Williams, telling you what's going on with me, right? What happened in the last few days? I'll tell you, I'll tell you all about it. And, uh, for me, it has been a lot of, uh, work prep, packing lists, moving stuff, uh, getting tests. Um, and then the odd, like a little bit of hangout with, uh, with my lady and, uh, and the kiddos, uh, you know, as, as days are, are running out before I leave for some period of time. Um, so I'll be telling you guys, uh, this week about just some of the stuff that, that I've watched really, it'll be like some TV show and movie stuff reviews. I will let you know just some of the personal things that I've done, uh, you know, as is customary on this, I'll give you my top five list at the end of the show. And, uh, and I'll tell you the results of the Amazon gift card giveaway. Okay. So we'll just talk about that stuff. And, uh, I'll just start by saying last week I got into the shittiest movie, which was called heat recommended by my buddy, buddy, uh, Sean out in BC. And, um, I said the thing and then I started laughing and then I told you guys a story about something that happened and I never went back to the movie. Ha. Huh. And I realized that like five minutes after I started like scrubbing the episode, I was like, I never went back to that. So I will tell you about the shittiest movie, uh, heat starring Burt Reynolds and nobody else of note. Oh, uh, Peter McNichol who tiny little dude. And, uh, most notably, at least for me and people my age would have been, uh, that he played the guy, uh, in Ghostbusters too. I can't even, Janosch, I believe was his name, uh, from, uh, the, the art museum, the one who ended up being uh, Prince of Eagles, uh, little, little minion there, you know, I don't know why you're here. Uh, Dr. Rankman, why? Uh, yes, I go. Uh, yes, I didn't go. That was, uh, that was Peter McNichol. And then he later was in Ally McBeal, which I think was a show that people liked. Um, it seemed very stupid to me, but, uh. It was almost like family guy before family guy in the sense that like something would happen to show. They were all like lawyers or something. And then uh, something would happen in the show and they would do like a little cutaway with some sort of little gag, like, you know, uh, so how does slimy feel? And she'd be like standing there covered in slime and she'd be like, we feel fine with ourselves. Like little cutaway gags, like family guy kind of thing. Anyways, Peter McNichol, Burt Reynolds, uh, Burt Reynolds famous for, uh, beating Sally field. No, um, <laughs> Burt Reynolds, of course, uh, you know, a man's man back in the day, one of the Charles Bronson types. Uh, I'm trying to think of like what kind of man's man today is even close to those type of guys. You know, you got guys like Tom Hardy or whatever, who are tough, but 
These were the rough guys, right? The, the rough ones who weren't afraid to slap a woman if she was just talking. Like, I don't know how that it was ever, how that ever made sense. It's like, oh my God, they're coming. Smash across the face. Got a hold of yourself, woman. <laughs> like, what? Why is that the solution? Why can't you say, calm down, I'll protect you? Instead, it's slap to the face. Get a hold of yourself, woman. <laughs> so stupid. Anyways, so Heat was a movie about Burt Reynolds who played, uh, he was this guy who lived in Vegas and he, a friend of his got, uh, attacked by some, some guys in a suite who ended up having connect. Like, it was just like, it was like all of, you know, if you asked someone, uh, geez, that doesn't, that's going to sound mean. I was gonna say, if you asked someone who like, didn't quite get basically Simon, my, my roommate, I'll tell you what, instead of categorizing a group of people, I'll just say my roommate, Simon, who gets basic concepts. Like if you said, Hey Simon, what, what are the, what are the elements of an action movie? You'd be like, Oh, uh, uh, dames and, uh, gangsters and, uh, you know, a tortured hero who's too tough and uh plucky sidekick. And, uh, like, it's just all this, like this dumb shit. The story was kind of all over the place. Basically like Burt Reynolds character wants to move to Venice, but he needs, needs 20 grand a year for five years. That's his plan. I need a hundred thousand dollars because I want to live in Venice for five years and I'm going to need 20 grand a year to, to live. And then this little guy, Peter McNichol's like, but then what? He's like, then I'll figure it out from there. And he's like, Oh boy, you don't need that. Then I don't know. It was, it was goofy. And then of course, a friend of his who was like, I guess a lady of the night, she gets uh, sexually assaulted by these like um, by a single son of a, of a well-to-do fella who may or may not be mixed up in, in illegal things. Uh, you know, he, he smashes her around and, uh, and then Burt Reynolds is, goes to see her. And it's like, Oh, I'll get to the bottom of this. I'll find out who they are. You know, uh, it was just, it was like some of the dumbest action I've ever seen. He doesn't like to use guns. You know what I mean? So he goes in and he's like, he's always got guys with guns on him and he's slapping, slapping stuff. I think at one point he throws a, a playing card in a guy's face and it cuts his nose. Who has a gun? So instead of like, ow, bang, dead. He's like, ah, bah. like these guys are big bitches, I guess, you know, little, little playing card to the face and they fall apart, you know, emotionally and mentally. It was just dumb. And then it's so funny because the whole thing was taking place, quote unquote, you know, in Vegas um, and it's surrounding areas. So like, you know, there's only a couple scenes where you're actually getting, you know, images of the strip and whatnot. And I just found it really funny because at the very end of the movie, yeah, spoiler alert in case you're really, you've been saving heat up for uh, a while, but, um, in heat, he, uh, he makes it to Venice at the end and it's just all it is is like, even the, 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 the ending of the movie is just kind of like, huh, what? And then there's just a scene where. He's sitting in one of, I believe they're called gondolas, the little boats with the dudes that, that paddle in the back in Venice. And he's just sitting in a gondola, you know, by himself. Uh, you know, he just sits in there and it's like, honestly, like one shot of him sitting in the boat, then a shot from the side of the boat going. And then a, and then a wide back shot of him sitting in this boat and kind of like, not like nothing. And then the credits roll. So it, it, I'm just thinking like they had to fly Burt Reynolds and it's clearly Venice in the shot. But it's just like, so you had to fly Burt Reynolds, a film crew, all sorts of stuff like that, get filming permits for one shot that just shows he made it to Venice. Like you couldn't just show him, 
you know, getting on a plane with a ticket that said Venice, you know what I mean? Like the audience isn't going to believe that he ever made it unless you just show him like nothing. And it, it added nothing to the movie. I just thought that was the funniest thing. I'm like, so, you know, it's not showing a light. It's not showing that he's got a job there or anything. It's literally him by himself in a boat. Like it's not even, a, it's like the boats are kind of like a romantic thing. Are they not? Like you would think it's a couple's kind of thing. So it's just the idea that he's just sitting in this boat all by himself while a man paddles him around pans back credits i'm like okay he made it but there was so many other ways of showing that that would have cost infinitely less than actually having to do all of that stuff i don't know i just thought it was really funny i just thought it was i was like really and and it's it's funny the more you know because again i've been in the, the film industry i've been on shows i've been on movies and things like that and just seeing all of the things that need to be done and listening to you know producers and and people like that talking, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the actual position where someone's like, it's like the something coordinator, not filming coordinator or whatever, but just production coordinator, I think is what it is. So they're basically coordinating like scenes and locations and permits and things like that. Like I've seen them like on set and they'll have like those, those big totes, like big filing cabinet totes with them. So that if the cop comes and says like, Hey, can we see your permits? Like they've got all permits on site. They've got everyone's release forms. Like they've got you know, someone, any kind of legality thing, it's like, here's that sheet that covers that. Like, and it's all that stuff has to be booked and coordinated and, and this, that, and the other, like we're going through that right now with the tour that we're doing, you know, there's certain stops on the tour that we're still, you know, we've got a, a letter of agreement or whatever, or a letter of intention, things like that, but not confirmed. Sorry guys doing this. I'm doing it on time this week. It's uh wow. Four 30. I didn't even realize it was this late Four thirty on Tuesday recording this. And, uh, I think it's going to be a short one guys. Cause I really don't have a whole hell of a lot to talk about and I have so much to do before I go, but, um, heat on Tubi. And if you haven't heard this podcast before, Tubi is a free streaming service that has a lot of content on it. It does have commercials, but not uh, too many, not enough that it's, it's, you know, worth paying 15 bucks a month. I, I haven't, uh, I've only been paying for one streaming service and I share with friends. So we've all kind of like picked one that we're going to pay for. And then we share them amongst ourselves. But some people are telling me that like Netflix is up to 20 something bucks and Disney plus is up to 20 something bucks. Like they're, they're getting up there. They's getting up there. You guys, um, but Tubi is free. Tubi is free. So feel free to grab Tubi, watch yourself some Burt Reynolds hits. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff on there. As a matter of fact, shows, uh, movies, all sorts of fun documentaries, check out Tubi. They're not a sponsor, but you know, it's a free plug for them. Um, because it's a free thing for you guys. You guys know how I love to, to give you the tips on the free stuff. And speaking of which I will tell you this, um, the, the, the lady and the kiddos and I sat down to watch, um, we were, I was just poking around on Disney plus, and I don't know if you guys have noticed this. I've noticed this on Amazon prime and I've noticed it on Disney plus. Um, I like that it's not there on, uh, at least I haven't seen it there on, on crave. Um, and I haven't seen it there on Netflix, but I know with Disney plus, like sometimes a new movie that'll come out that's in theaters and you'll see it there and you go to click on it and it's like, here's where you can pay to buy it. It's like, or, you know, or rent it or whatever, which I get, you know what I mean? If you got five people and you're going to rent it for 35 bucks, that's still better than taking five people to the theater, right? You're saving money. You're in your house. You can pause it. You got it for 24 hours to watch again, whatever, whatever the rules are, are of the platform. But I was dicking around on Disney plus and I saw the, the thing for free guy. That's the new Ryan Reynolds movie where he's a video game character who doesn't know he's in a video game. And I just, I, I clicked on it on, on Disney plus and it just said play. And I assumed I hit play and then it would tell me my purchasing options or rental options or whatever it is. Hit play. 
it started. Um, so I was like, oh, okay. I said to, to Crystal, I was like, hey, the free guy is like free. It's just playing on Disney+. Plus." She was like, oh shit, let's watch that after dinner. So uh, my tip to you guys is if you're like me and you have multiple streaming services, um, on Amazon Prime, you'll see free guy, but it's available to rent. Um, on Disney+, Plus, it is just there. It's just part of their catalog. So feel free to check that out. Um, also, if you guys have any tips, all right? So if you happen to notice that something is free one place and, and whatnot, because again, we kind of, I think a lot of us, myself included, have gone accustomed to, if it's a brand new movie that's currently out in theaters and you see it on one of these streaming platforms, there's no point clicking on it because it's just going to tell you you have to rent it. Just thought I'd let you know. Not free guy. Free guy is free and available for you to watch included in your subscription. Um, so if you guys happen to find anything like that on any of the platforms, something that, that most people would just look at and pass right over because mm, there's no way that's free. It's in theaters right now. Uh, contact at one man podcast.com. Share your little tips and, and tricks and things like that. Um, little, uh, little things with the, uh, the rest of the onesies. We, we appreciate that. I've, I've been giving, you know, little coupons and savings tips. And like I said, I'm getting text messages and, and stuff like that from friends like, Oh, Hey, thanks for the tip on that. This and that my buddy, Peter sent me a message about five guys, how it's free to get extra cheese and extra bacon. Like you just ask for it. He's like, yo, extra cheese and extra bacon at five guys is a game changer. I'm like, Hey, glad I can help. So that's just where I'm at with this stuff is want to share the, uh, the savings and the tips with you guys. Excuse me. Um, so yeah, there's, there's one for you. Free guy is free on Disney plus. Um, also, Crystal and I got a chance this week to finish the last, I think it was two episodes that we had of Nine Perfect Strangers. Uh, there's eight episodes on uh, Amazon Prime. It is a Hulu uh, original, uh, Hulu being a streaming service in the States. I have lots of US listeners. Thank you very much. Lots of downloads coming from Texas, Pennsylvania, I think Indiana at one point. Um, so just... Lots of love to you guys. Thank you. So nine perfect strangers available on Hulu, but it seems as if Amazon prime has the Canadian, uh, rights to that show, much like, you know, uh, the show letter Kenny is available here in Canada through crave, but it's picked up and distributed through Hulu in the States. So, um, we, we started watching nine perfect strangers a while ago. I, I mentioned it when we started watching it, you guys have, have messaged in saying that you've been watching it as well and, and enjoying it. That's great. Um, the show, uh, we, we finished it. And, uh, we watched, I would say the, I don't even know if it would be, oh, it might be, it might be pretentious by saying the crescendo of the series. Um, we, we watched the more interesting episodes, uh, while enjoying the legal, uh, cannabis, uh, gummies. So we didn't have a lot, but we just remember watching them being like wicked into a couple episodes just because a lot of the characters in the show were undergoing effects of hallucinogens and things like that. So it was kind of like, it made the show, you know, really intense and, and really interesting and, and things like that. Now we were enjoying it sober the first few episodes that we watched. And then just at one point we were like, Hey, you want to do some gummies tonight? It's just you and me. And then, you know, that was the show that we decided to watch. Um, I liked this, the series. I liked the, the characters. I was fascinated by the growth of the characters. I don't want to spoil anything and I'm not going to. Um, but I will say that a lot of the characters stories, um, like right in the last episode, um, they've got lots of elements of mystery and who is this person and who is that person and, and, oh, where is this going to go in that story? Oh my God. Isn't that ever a little interesting twist? But it's all like, oh, these are all interesting when we find out what they're leading to. And unfortunately, in the last episode, it just felt like a Stephen King book where they just wrapped it up 
as fast as humanly possible and certain things that they had built towards and certain problems that they brought up never got addressed. Um, um, without spoiling, um, without spoiling anything, there was a character in the show who found out that something he thought he was at fault for ended up being someone else close to him. And, you know, he said, I don't know if I can forgive them. And another character said, yeah, but you, you love them, don't you? And he goes, that's not enough. You know, and you're like, holy fuck. It was like a very heavy conversation. Like, and the subject matter, what they were talking about was very, very heavy. And it was just this thing. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. How is he ever going to forgive them? Um, and it's never gone back to, you know, those people are, are just the next time you see them, they're just kind of fine. And, you know, by the end they're fought like they're, they're absolutely remedied. You know, and it's not through any actions. They never, never addressing that particular thing. Just the issue itself has a little bit of a resolution, but, but, you know, him saying, oh, I don't think I can ever forgive them despite the fact that they love them. And then to just never go back to that. I thought that was incredibly, uh, I, I, I is it a cop out? Is it a, you, you know what I mean? Like why go that deep with it to just never address it, you know? Instead, that conversation could have been like, oh, it was really bad. I thought it was me all these years. And, and I was always hoping that I would be forgiven. And, you know, now that I know it wasn't, you know, I think I can learn to forgive. Like that would have ended that arc right there. And, and you're like, okay, great. Since we're never going to go back to that aspect, have the conversation, have the realization, have the, the feelings, process them. And then, you know, come out on the other side, like, I'm going to, I'm going to try to forgive and da, da, da. Instead it was like, I don't think I can ever forgive. And then the next time you see them. You know, they're working together, they're cooperating, they've clearly forgiven or, or whatever. It's just a lot of that. And then, and then, uh, again, I won't tell you anything about the event or anything that's said, but then at the end, you just have an event where like, you think all of these people have been, you know, they, they make a very big deal to be like, they're nine perfect strangers and they were all handpicked because their issues, you know, coincide with each other or whatever. And then at the end you have this like big, just sort of generic, situation that they're all thrown into. And then like that just solves all their problems. It was just very lazy. You know, it was to me, it was, it wasn't as bad as, Hey, they woke up and it was all a dream, but it was just, it was really kind of like, wow. You know what I mean? Like big, deep stuff, stuff that they spent episodes diving into was just like, you know, boop. And we just restart the computer and everything's fine again. You know, I don't know. Um, it's enjoyable, but just if you're somebody who cares about a story and is as into, into it and you're like, wow, I really like character development or whatever this show, uh, it, they seem to know how to write, uh, interesting enough characters and scenarios, but it just kind of like, you know, it, it didn't, it didn't have the big, uh, wow, that really, that's great. Like, no, it was like, it was like, this is interesting, man. I'm hooked. This is really fascinating. I like, okay. Like, oh man, where are they going to go with it? Oh, it's over. That's it. And I'll be honest with you there. They don't even, it's like, you might be thinking, well, you know, maybe they got to leave some things open to go back the way the show is written and everything that's done. It's done. Like there's not there. I don't see where there's any room anywhere for them to come back in a set, you know, second season and expand on anyone's stories. You know what I mean? It's like watching one of those, you know, it's like watching Goodfellas and at the end of the movie in text, it's showing you what happened to everybody over the course of the end. You're like, what are you going to come back for a sequel and just be like, oh yeah, by the way, all of everyone's futures that we told you about. Yeah. We're just going to undo them all and then just tell a different story. Like it doesn't, it, there's nowhere to go. Nine perfect strangers, a fun watch, but 
uh, lower your expectations in terms of, of resolutions, arcs and closure. Cause you're not going to get much of it. I tell you that much. Um, and watch it stoned, you know, legally, of course, I'm not referring to anyone like shooting heroin and then watching it. But, you know, if you want to, if you live in Canada and you're, you know, you want to get yourself some, some legal, uh, cannabis products, maybe some oils or some gummies or something, just to pop a very low dosage, whatever you need, just to, you know, mellow you out and alter your state slightly. Can you say that? Can you say that? I think I'm saying it. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying we enjoyed it infinitely more under the influence and we're not big pot people. So, uh, yeah. That was that. Um, a couple things for me, uh, personally, just some personal shit that I had going on. Um, I, I had to get some blood work and an ECG done. Uh, again, I've got some medical stuff coming up. I've been on the phone and I've chatted with the process a little bit. Um, again, I'm not exactly like confirmed on this thing. It's, it's looking like a confirmation, but there's still lots of stuff that has to be done. Not to mention my schedule on the tour makes it. So I'm gonna have to postpone it. I have to talk to them to see how I can postpone it properly. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to beat around the bush guys, but I just, I'm, I'm just, uh, I just don't want to jinx it. It's uh, really important. And I, and I think it's gonna be really great news when I get to share it with you, but I don't have anything confirmed to share with you yet. And you know, just through my marketing experience and everything like that, things can happen. Things can change. I'm not catching, uh, counting any chickens until they're hatched. Um, but, uh, but it doesn't change the fact that I still have a bunch of shit I have to do in my life right now, uh, to get it ready. So forms and, and tests and calls and things like that. So, um, I had to, to get that done this week. I was happy to finally get everything I needed. Like it was like this place, then my doctor, then me, then me go to a place and then get it to the him. So he could get it to them. So they get me it back to me to send me somewhere else. Like it's just a lot of bouncing around there, fellers. Um, so I'm glad that's done. Um, I did get to have a uh, dinner with the lady and the kiddos. We had, uh, we got some steak, had some cauliflower that Crystal made up with some borson cheese, which is great. So it was like a big, uh, tray of cauliflower that she did a big slab of borson cheese in the middle, some olive oil on top, she baked that in the oven, everything melted. It was just like, oh, it was just delicious sort of, uh, you know, like a cheesy kind of, uh, cauliflower there. Uh, wasn't too intense. Wasn't, it wasn't like dripping in cheese. It was just actually kind of like the perfect quantity. Um, I loved it. I loved it. I've never had that before. Uh, and she makes great meals all the time. Uh, did up mashed potatoes with it and steak. So steak and potatoes with uh, this really nice cauliflower. And then we found a donut place right by her house, like down the street from her house that looked almost identical to that one that I told you guys about Mr. Puffs. It, this place, I, it has to be a direct lot knockoff. It has to be. Uh, it was called Mr. Luco. So Mr. L-U-K-O donuts, just like Mr. Puffs, right? Um, they do these nice light donuts. They did the same thing with the little wooden sticks that you use to pick them up. They put them in a box. They drizzle the stuff on top in the box. Like, so they don't, they don't pre, you know, they don't shake them up in a bowl or anything like that. And then put them in dressed. Like it's all dressed in the box. They do the same thing where it's like, you can get a little thing with some ice cream on the side and some donuts on the other. Everything's made fresh to order. Um, delicious. And we've already been there twice since, um, we found out about them. So in a week we've been there twice, but I think, I think I'm over them for the time being, just cause it's one of those things where like, oh, it's delicious. And it's like the idea that it's down the house, down the street, like, like two blocks away from where she lives. So we, uh, before I was like, oh, I found a Mr. Puffs. It's in Gatineau, right? Like a 25 minute drive from home. You know, so maybe like, oh, once in a while thing. Nope. This thing is right down the street. We can have it whenever we want, which is dangereux, man. That's uh, French for dangerous. Any of my non-Canadian listeners, 
Ah, has it been a while since I slurped in your ears? That is a nice Il, Il Cafe coffee from Nespresso made in the original line. Ah, machines, not the virtuo. Alrighty. Um, but a boo, but a squeak, but a boo. I was talking to somebody else the other day and I don't know why I can't. Oh, that's right. Yes. I haven't heard back from him. I really enjoyed, uh, yeah, I didn't know. Uh, where's my email from him? I want to, I want to, I'm hoping that he got back to me. I, I, I reached out to a guy about, uh, pine tar soaps. Um, oh, I got, a, I got an email here. One sec. I was checking to see if that guy messaged me, but this one's, uh. This one's really important. I gotta, I gotta get to this. One second. Pause. I'll be right back. Right back, gang. Sorry about that. Onesies. Uh, I'm gonna make sure I, I do this too. I got another soap. New soap for the month of October is out. So now I gotta, I gotta, you know, add that to my soap scription so that I get a few bars of that. You know, gotta get the good stuff there. Onesies. So, um, what do we got here? Um, yeah, when we had the, the dinner, went to the donut place, huh? I was telling you guys about that. Um, check it out. It's a nice, it's definitely, uh, better than the other donuts. And they're like, they're like donut holes, Timbits, right? For my Canadian listeners like Timbits, but they're, uh, they're lighter. They're made fresh to order. So they're not like sitting around all day and you're, they're just putting them in a box for you. Like it's, they're really, really nice. And I'll be honest with you, they're the best tasting old donuts too, right? So when you buy them in the morning, you buy a bunch and then they're still sitting around the table in the afternoon. They're still good. They're still way better than old, you know, anything else. Um, so, so recommend Mr. Luco, also Mr. Puffs, if you're in the Gatineau side or anywhere in, you know, Eastern Canada, as they seem to be out that way, uh, Mr. Puffs, uh, Mr. Luco in Ottawa, which is at, uh, I believe hunt club and Albion is where that is. And, uh, I think that's, I think that's it for that. That was the evening there too, that we, uh, we ended up doing the free guy. Uh, we didn't watch all of it. We watched some of it, which was charming. Like what we saw was kind of cute. It was, we were basically just in the setup of like, this is the world he lives in. And just at the point where he sees a player that he kind of falls for and, oh my God, she's the one. And you're just, you're just sort of scratching the surface when we were kind of like, oh, we were tired and no, everyone was kind of like, can we watch this another time? So that's what we ended up doing. Um, boo doop, boo doop, boop, boop. Hey, so, oh, uh, yes. And I was talking about the soap, uh, guy, we reached out to a guy on, uh, Etsy. I was watching a YouTube video about a really nice, uh, pine tar soap and pine tar soap is a great smell and everything like that. But pine tar is also an ingredient that's really like antifungal, antibacterial. And for someone like myself, a bearded gentleman who puts product in his, uh, face fur, um, Man, I, have I even talked to you guys about this stuff? Like I'm starting to grow my beard out. I got some biotin this week, 10,000 milligrams of uh, biotin, uh, pills. Cause the ones that I had currently were only a thousand milligrams. So it's recommended between 5,000 to uh, 10,000 milligrams of biotin a day. If you're looking to just grow hair. Um, so it just helps, just helps with the length of the beard. I'm, I'm, I'm growing her out, growing my man mane out. Cause I'm going on the road for the middle of winter and be outside freezing my fucking ass off. So, um, making my man mane as big as I can. So, <laughs> um, but I've been doing that beard stuff for a while. I've actually got a shitload of beard products. I've told you guys about that. I believe in the past. So I do everything from like when I'm in the shower, I've got like a regime where, um, every day of the week, uh, it's a certain kind of thing. So you can do like a proper beard wash. Well, here we go. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? I think it's going to be a short episode. Then I get talking, I get talking a subject pops in my head and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, do a little bit of a deep dive into this one. 
not as deep as some, but you know, and then before I know it, I'm like, oh, well, look, we still, still gave you an hour of content. Hippity hoo, hippity ha. So with the beard products, um, for example, you know, your beard is a filter, right? So a lot of people are like, oh, you know, there's going to get gross stuff in your beard or whatever. It's like, well, you know, it helps you from getting sick because it catches a lot of stuff in the beard and doesn't let it into your system, right? This whole point of hair in our face and our lips and our nose and ears and all that crap is to catch shit filters. So the idea too, is you got to like, you got to wash your beard. All right. But for the longest time I was washing my beard with the same shampoo as my head. And the thing is your head produces sebum oil, right? Which is what makes your hair greasy and stuff like that. And your face does not, at least not anywhere near as much as your head does. So the idea is as your beard gets, you know, you know, basically just as it grows in general, but the longer it gets like there's there's more hair and it all doesn't have access to the sebum oil. So you know, for starters, when you're washing it, you want to wash it with a, a specially designed beard shampoo, which is going to clean the hair, but it's not going to strip the oils off of it. Um, and then secondly, a beard conditioner, again, kind of adds some, some moisture and some hydration and things like that to it. Hydration really comes from within drinking water and stuff like that. So you're not really hydrating your beard by conditioning it, but you're just cleaning it and you are giving it some, some protection and things like that with a beard conditioner, but you don't want to uh, just like your hair, right? You're not supposed to wash your hair every single day. You're supposed to wash it every other day and then do something called co-washing where you use conditioner as the wash alone, right? So you can do shampoo and conditioner one day. And then for like the next two days, it's ideal to do what's called co-wash. So a little bit of conditioner, wash your hair in that regard, you know, just use the conditioner in your hair conditioner. And then day three or sorry, day four back to wash and conditioner. Well, beards are kind of like that. I got a regime where it's like, you know, uh, beard wash and beard conditioner one day, then the next day is just a rinse, just, just cleaned out. Then the day after that is a co-wash, right? So I'm just using conditioner. And then, uh, the next day is just a wash, then co-wash, then rinse. You know what I mean? So the whole idea is just like, you know, you've got a, every day of the week will be different in terms of, you know, what you're doing, but you're not washing and conditioning your beard every single day. Now, on top of that, once I get out of the shower and my beard is almost entirely dry, you know, 80 to 90% dry, I use beard oils. And the whole idea is the beard oils are replacing, um, the sebum oil. So the, the beard oil, um, you know, you just take a, a certain amount of drops, depending on the length of your beard and how much hair you have and into your palm, rub them together, right? Just in case you didn't know what hands rubbing together sounded like. And then you just feed it into your beard in through the hairs, uh, you know, on your, on your upper lip and everything like that. You just kind of rub that oil into the whole area try to get as close to the skin as you can. Cause that's the whole idea is to hydrate and, uh, and moisten, get that oil back on your skin and, uh, you know, take a comb, comb it all through everything like that. Just try to get the oil evenly distributed. And then that's it. That's, you got, you got nice beard oil. You got a, you got moisture back in your beard, moisture on your face, and it gets rid of, um, that, you know, beard dandruff, right? Because the dandruff happens from your skin being dry, right? Just like on your head, you know, if it doesn't get enough moisture or whatever, it's, it's going to dry out and flake. So if you're somebody who has a beard and you're just, why does, why do I get these flakes or whatever it is, you know, and you, you wash with shampoo, the same shit you put on your head and put it in there. Well, that's what you're, you're drying. You're stripping what little oil your beard has. So you don't want to do that. However. I digress, uh, beard oil. And then if you have like hair, that's kind of, you know, all over the place, like most beards are, unless you have like an actual straightening regime and things like that, which I do know. Um, 
you can use beard balm, which is usually like, you know, beeswax or some sort of wax with, uh, with, with hydrations and usually fragrance. And then you can just, you know, again, emulsify it in your hands and then just use it to sort of help, you know, pat down. It's like, it's for generally for styling. There's also beard butters and things like that, that you can use at night, which again, help to add some extra hydration and, and stuff like that to here. But the point is with all these products that you're putting in your beard, once in a while, you're going to want to strip it, right? Just get, and I don't mean shave it. I mean, strip all the shit out of, you know, all the bombs and waxes and everything like that. So, you know, once, maybe twice a month, you want to take a nice, going back to the pine tar soap, right? And the pine tar is really good for just stripping all that stuff, giving your beard a nice, clean, deep wash, getting all of that stuff out, a nice reset for it. Right. And then just got back to the regular regime as normal. So, um, I have some pine tar soaps from my subscription, but I don't believe that the amount of pine tar in it is, is as deep and as rich. I don't believe the percentage is as high as I would like for a proper beard stripping. You know what I mean? These are kind of like body soaps too. So I would just want to make sure that my, you know, my, uh, my pine tar soap is on point for that once or twice a month strip. So reached out to a guy on Etsy, doesn't deliver to Canada. We had a very funny back and forth and, uh, and I hope to hear from him. I don't know if he's busy today, but we had a nice back and forth yesterday and to the point where it's like, yeah, why don't, you, why don't you get a hold of me? Maybe we'll see what we can do. You know, if you're going to start coming up to Canada, why don't we, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe you could use a, a guy in your corner there, right? Uh, you know, so, uh, reached out to him, but I, I am happy to say that. I do have a new podcast sponsor in a, in a beard product company that I really like. Um, and I've now got like, I've got what one, two, that's the same company. I'm just trying to see one, two, three, four, five, I got like a good five or six different beard company products. I got body shop, Dr. Squatch, uh, Viking revolution. I got the, uh, the, the, pfft whatever. It's not like I need to name them all, but I've, I've got quite a few that I've played with already. Uh, pro Razo is another one that I had. I had, uh, another one that I'd got from a local place or whatever, but, um, my, my new beard sponsor partner, uh, is a, is a great company that I heard about, you know, via YouTube and my own research, um, reached out to them, got some stuff from them, uh, originally of their products. They used it. And then I was like, oh man, I would really love to be partnered with these guys. And especially, uh, I don't know how, how big their market is in Canada, but I'm like, I would love to spread the word on this product, especially in this big tour I'm doing. Um, so I got a hold of the owner and we've, we, we chatted the other day and, uh, I wanted to say welcome Sphinx beard to uh, the one man podcast. Uh, Sphinx beard is a great company. They own, um, they own, they create a lot of really great beard products. Um, and what I like about them is they're very, um, fragrant. So I would say that if anything, that's what sets them aside from other companies. They are a premium beard oil. Um, which is what I got into them to, you know, got a hold of them for was, was the beard oil, but, um, they make a lot of different beard products, but they're all like, uh, scented fragrant, um, almost like colognes. So they make products that have really nice cologne type smells to them. Only you're not just splashing on cologne. It's part of your regular, you know, beard care or whatever. So, um, you can check out their website, guys, sphinxbeard.com, but they carry a lot of different fragrances and the descriptions are all online. Um, 
So they do beard oils, beard balms, and beard butters. Again, so if you're a bearded gentleman and you're like, you know what, maybe you don't, maybe you don't style your beard. Maybe you keep it short, short little business beard. Um, you can still use the beard oils to keep your skin underneath hydrated. And what's nice is, you know, the fragrance in them are, are like primo. We're not talking like, oh, this one's aqua velva and this one's whatever. They're like not knocking off CK1 or something. They're making really high-end uh, products. Um, and the smells are absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, but they also have, uh, for anyone who is, uh, not a beardsman, uh, somebody who, you know, you shave every single day. Well, they do make, uh, shaving soap. So depending on whether or not you're using the old school, and I would say for anyone who, uh, you know, is a, is a clean shaven business gentleman, um, try the, the, the actual shaving soaps. Like, have you ever tried shaving with the brush and creating your own lather and doing it that way? Like lathering your own face as opposed to like getting some, you know, Barbasol, spray foam or some, you know, simple little glides in your face, like actually like soaping up your own thing. Um, cause, uh, cause Sphinx has the shaving soaps, um, in all of their fragrances. So you can, you know, if it's just to have that nice smell and they also have the aftershave, uh, splash as well. So if you're shaving, you know, if you don't have a beard at all, you can still get these scents on you shave aftershave kapow. And they even have, um, in a few of the different scents, not a lot of them, but in a few of them, they've even got what's called solid fragrance, uh, which is kind of like a little tin with like a waxy sort of balm in it. And you just rub your finger on it to emulsify a top layer and just take that finger and, and pat it on yourself. So it's a cool way to carry solid fragrance with you as well, as opposed to carrying like a spray bottle of cologne or something like that. Um, and again, the scents are very, very nice. So, uh, welcome to the podcast Sphinx beard. Um, I, I spoke with the owner and I'm hoping that he's able to get me the products. That's another thing again, like staying busy is I'm, I'm in a state now where so many things are being shipped to me or there's turnaround times, right? It's not like, Hey, we can just send an email back and forth. It's like, there's still things in this world, you know, post COVID or during COVID as well that require like physical human being back and forth, turnover times, pickups, deliveries, um, Still waiting back on poster information. Matt and I, uh, you know, we, we took pictures for our poster. Still haven't got them back from the dude. So it being Tuesday, us leaving on Tuesday, leave, they leave one week, you know, in, in a week today, I will be in Toronto. So, um, yeah, hoping to get that information and that stuff so we can get it printed, picked up all that fun shit, uh, before we leave. Um, but, but thank you, Sphinx. Hope to get the products too. They're sending me an abundance of, and I wanted to mention this too. If so, if you're somebody who let's just say you're listening, you have a beard, you're like, shit, I never, I never really thought about that. Why did I have dandruff? And I just assumed it was part of having a beard. In fact, or maybe you're somebody who's like, you know what? The only reason I don't have a beard is because every time I grow one, I get that beard dandruff and I don't know what the fuck it is. Well, now you do. Right. So maybe, maybe give it a go again and you'll be able to, uh, you know, put some, you know, put a couple drops. It's not a lot too. You're not like dosing your face in oil. You know, you're, you're putting, you know, if you've got a small beard, you're putting, you know, seven, eight drops in your hand, rubbing them together and then just get them in. There's a the whole idea is when you comb it, you're just getting that oil down to your skin. You know what I mean? The beard oil is nice and it, it leaves you a nice scent. So instead of just like wearing cologne, you're, you're putting your beard oil on and you're getting a nice scent that, that stays with you and makes you smell good to, to those around you. And, uh, but what, what Sphinx has is they have this really cool sample pack. So instead of just committing to one bottle of their oil, uh, and just, that's the scent, right? Without having an idea is you can go online and you can actually pick out one of their sample packs, which gives you, I believe it's 0.3 ounces, um, 6.3 ounce bottles of, of oil, which I, I get with my beard being, you know, a few inches long. 
um, I get about four or five different uses out of a bottle before it's done. So you can actually use the sample one several times, but you get six bottles of it. So if you're getting five out of them, you're getting 30, 30 uses out of one of these sample packs, but it gives you an opportunity to, to, and you pick. Okay. You pick the six samples that you want in there, which is nice too, because sometimes places will send you a sample pack, but it's still the pre-selected sense that, you know, they've, they've chosen this one. You go on and they, you have access to all of their scents. You pick which ones you want. And then, uh, I remember my first order, I got two of them because I couldn't, I, like, there's so many good sounding smells that I was like, oh man, I, there's just like, there's like nine here that I, that I really want to try. And I'm like, I could fill another three easily. So I ended up getting two, two packs of it. And I've since ordered another two sets of, of sample, uh, bottles. So I've got several different scents. And then I have, I have since purchased, you know, larger bottles of specific scents that I was like, these are amazing. I have to have them available to me at all times, uh, with the bombs and butters and things like that. So, um, I'm a fan. I reached out to the owner and, uh, and now we're going to partner. So they're sending me some, some, some sample stuff. So if you happen to be somebody who's close enough to me that you're like, Hey, can I try one of those things? I'll make sure I take care of you and get you a chance to try one of these things. Um, it'll be just the beard oils that I have uh, sample sample sizes of, but it's just a great alternative to buying cologne because the oils and carrier oils that they use are, are primo top notch, uh, you know, quality ingredients and you don't have to, you don't have to worry, you know, you're putting something good in your face and you're going to smell good afterwards. Right. So, and the nice thing is the little small sample bottles are, you know, if it's a scent that doesn't work out for you, well, cool, you know, use it when you're not going to be around anybody. Then if you don't like it or use it when you just need to, to, to moisturize your face and it's not, you know, anything special and then save the ones that you like for date night or dress to impress or whatever it is. Um, but I'm really jazzed to have, um, to have Sphinx uh, as a partner for, uh, for the time being. And, um, I'm going to find out like when we have more time, it's been a rush. So I, I kind of, uh, worked more on get me the sample stuff so I can be a good ambassador for you. And then we'll figure out what you can do for me on the back. And I'll probably just ask them to send me the oils and stuff for myself so I can continue to, uh, to exercise all the fun stuff and everything like that. But sphinxbeard.com check out the stuff. I definitely recommend anyone with a beard to at least pick up a sample pack from them. Um, if you go online right now, uh, it's been for the last month or so, but, uh, if you go online right now, you spend more than $55, you get 30% off your order. So that's definitely a, a great savings. 30% off is fucking fabulous guys. You know, a couple sample packs and maybe, you know, whatever I, I'll get a top five coming up later on that might, might help you out a little bit too, if you're wondering. So, um, thank you. Uh, thank you, Sphinx. Let's get on with what's left of the show. Um, I also, uh, I, I plugged them, but I meant to tell you guys, I, one of the things I've been doing too, is I have, um, you know, with, with doing dinner and stuff like that at crystals uh, a lot more recently, I just happened to notice that, uh, some of, uh, some of her, her cookware, uh, was a little dated. Now that's not me talking shit because my, my lovely lady listens to this and I'm not talking shit on her, on her cookware, but I have, uh, I just, over the course of the pandemic bought a, what a really nice, uh, pots and pans set from the rock, uh, not Dwayne Johnson, but just, uh, it's called, uh, the rock. And I believe it's a, uh, patent, like it's a coating. The rock is a coating, but I know that Starfrit, I believe is the name of it. Starfrit and heritage and a couple other companies all say the rock. And I thought like heritage, the rock was like one level and Starfrit, the rock was another. And it's not the rock is a coating that goes on pots and pans. And I'm assuming that Starfrit and heritage are just a pots and pans company that, that has licensed or partnered with this coating. And I've had the rock frying pans now for a few years and I love them. Absolutely love them. This is not a partnership. 
This is just, I love this stuff. Wipes clean. Doesn't matter what I've cooked in it. Like wipes clean. Now there's a lot of nonstick cookware that's been like that in the past. I had no intention of going off on the rock like this, but, uh, the idea is I've had green pens in the fat, the, the fast in the past that I found to be really good for a while. They were like this, this, uh, bluish gray ceramic coated, uh, pans and after, but after like, you know, six months to a year of using them every single morning, like I wake up every day, fry my eggs, like you would use them and things would stick to them. They would stick to the screen pan. But what would happen is like 10, 15 minutes after you were done cooking and the pan is cooled, um, like let's say the egg on the egg all stuck to the bottom of the pan would like, like peel off. Like it would just basically curl up and peel off and it was kind of, then you could just wipe it clean. So you couldn't wash it right away afterwards. You had to wait for the pan to cool for the stuff to just come off of it. So it was cool. Like, you know, it's, it wasn't like old stuff where you're scrubbing and trying to get it off. Um, but yeah, over time, the stickiness, like it would start to stick more and more and more and more. The less and less stuff would peel off of it after the fact. It would just, it was like it ran its course. People swear by these Gotham pans or whatever, which I've never used, so I can't say, but they looked like every other nonstick. The Tefal nonstick pans, you know, Teflon coated, whatever it is. I've seen ones called diamond pans, whatever it is. I, I bought these rock ones from Costco. I got two of them for 30 bucks at Costco, which was a steal. I think $32.99 is what I paid for them. And they cost like $40 each uh, anywhere else. So I got them for a song love them use use them for years again like every day for years never never no, nothing ever like you can have some stuff that'll stick during the process but it'll still wipe clean afterwards um the way the water like even when you're rinsing them the way the water beads off of them like even the water doesn't sit in place and it just rolls down like off of, like nothing sticks to it um love them absolutely love them and so um during the pandemic like we were cooking more at home i was doing those meal kit things whatever and i was just like I hate our, I hate our stainless steel pots and pans. Shit sticks to the sides. Like even making mac and cheese, you know what I mean? Like craft dinner. It's not that much, but if you don't watch for two minutes, you're going to get noodles that are stuck to the bottom. You got to scrub them with steel wool or whatever to get them to come off. Right. Or something abrasive to get them to come off. I have made, I went out and I bought a, uh, a set of the rock pots and pans, you know, 10 piece, uh, four different size pots and then a big skillet. Um, amazing cook craft dinner in it literally take the 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 nozzle from the faucet and spray the the pan afterwards. everything comes off doesn't matter if i neglected the the stuff whatever everything comes off nothing sticks to the rock love it absolutely love it so um i'm going away for a while and 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 most of my pots and pans and stuff i would either i would have like either hidden downstairs or i would have my my frying pans up here in my room on one of my shelves because you know, the roommates would use them and not clean them. And as much as they're easy, and it's fucking it, right. Goes to my point. Like these things are the, the easiest thing to clean. They still wouldn't clean them. So, um, I was, uh, was more than happy to say to Crystal, like, look, I'm gone for a while. Can I give you my pots and pans to use while you're gone? I would love them to be in, in your care, you know, to actually make your life easier with everything you got going on and, and whatnot. So she said, yeah. So packed that up. I had a bunch of other stuff. Um, I had this really nice shampoo from lush called wasabi shankui that crystal has got a bottle of her own that she really likes. And, um, and I was just like, honey, this thing, like I'm, I've got so many other shampoo bars that I'm going to bring with me. I'm not going to have a chance to, to, to use this for a while. So let me, let me give you mine. Um, unopened, unopened. Um, 
so I, I brought her that just, it was just one of those things where I'm like, and it kind of like bummed me out because it made it more real, right? That I'm, I'm leaving. I'm not going to see her for a while. There's a lot of people, a lot of my friends and family, I'm going to miss not seeing a while, but, um, it's just kind of like, fuck, as I'm packing, like literally like my cooking stuff up and, and whatnot, like, you know, getting ready to bring a bunch of stuff over to her. I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to see it for a while. I'm not going to have this. I don't know. It's just, it was a bummer, but, um, but again, also something that takes time. I had to meet up with my buddy, Matt Watson, um, to grab some gear for the show that we're trying to do these shows that we're trying to sell on the road. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I met up with him. We put spotlights and stuff in the car. So the car has been like in a constant state of like just transporting cargo. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. So that was a, that was a thing. Pots and pans guys, huh? If you are looking, get the rock uh, very obvious. It's like, it's, it looks like a textured pot and pan. It's not, it's not smooth. It's textured. And they were saying that's one of the reasons why nothing sticks to it is because it's so textured. Like there's no flat surface for everything to just kind of stick and adhere to. It's all rough and, and whatnot. Water gets in there. They can't, it doesn't have enough way to, to, to stick to the surfaces, I guess. I don't know. Um, love it though. Love it. And, uh, how about I give you guys an update on the Amazon gift card giveaway, right? I had a $50 Amazon gift card rules were send me an email with a top five list suggestion, right? So send me a suggestion for a top five. One person said to me this week, just in conversation was like, how about top five teachers you hate? And I was like, fuck, I like that. Um, I won't, you know, I don't want to do it like in a hatred way, but just teachers who I didn't like. And, and I've had teachers in my life that have, that have inspired me and made a difference and, and really, um, you know, I've even looked them up on Facebook like 20 years later, just to see if they're around whatever, just because I really appreciated them, uh, for who they were. But, um, you know, and then I had teachers who were just fuckers, um, absolute fuckers. The teachers are still human beings and they were fuckers and, and, um, you know, they weren't there to make differences in people's lives. They were there to get a paycheck, whatever. I don't know. The point is, is that that was a top five suggestion. They didn't have to write a top five of their own. They just gave me a suggestion. So the rules for the Amazon gift card, send me a list of your own top fives or send me a top five suggestion that I could do Two, uh, make a shittiest movie suggestion three, just give me like a little write up. Let me give me a paragraph of text. I can read just a little, send me an email with those things in it. You know, give me some content to, to share with everyone else. And, uh, and you get an entry. Um, didn't, uh, I got, I got one, got one entry. And the, the one rule was I needed five to activate the offer. Um, that didn't happen, which is fine. I got one email from my buddy, Chris, Chris, thank you very much. Uh, sadly, my friend, uh, one email didn't, wasn't enough to, uh, to activate this contest to, to give you that. However, um, I love all my onesies. I love everyone who contributes. I love either every email that I get. And so the fact that you were submitting, um, for that, and, uh, and it wasn't able to, to happen for you. Uh, I do apologize. However, um, I am going to be sending you a, uh, Cineplex, uh, ticket. So, uh, a free, a free ticket to the movies on me. It's already in an envelope. And as soon as the podcast's over, it's coming your way, buddy. So, uh, thank you very much. And, uh, and hopefully a little bit of inspiration to the onesies in the future that like, I will do everything in my power to, to appreciate any kind of communication that I get from you guys at all. Uh, so sorry, this contest didn't, uh, didn't work out. Um, contact at one man Send me your emails, whatever you want. Um, I'll share them on the podcast. That's just kind of how it is. I'd love to give you your, your voice. Um, let me know what's going on with you guys. All right. I don't anticipate I'll get any emails, uh, not to be a bitch, but if I can't get an email for 50 bucks, I don't think I'm gonna get one just for the heck of it, but I still respect the shit out of you guys. I love you very much for listening. Thank you for, for making me a part of your week. I appreciate that very, very much. Um, 
Having said that, there's no shittiest movie this week. Um, I did, uh, like, again, I, I watched like an episode of nine perfect strangers, uh, this week with my girlfriend and we started watching free guy. Like I haven't really had any sit around and watch stuff time this week at all. So, uh, I appreciate, um, you know, I appreciate some of you guys may want to hear, Hey, what, what's, what's a terrible movie you subjected yourself to. And it's funny too, because the shittiest movie segment was supposed to be something that was like, Hey, if you want to torture me, like I I've seen so many just terrible suggestions for movies just on the sites. It's like, you may also like vampire sex therapist or something. I, like I'm trying to think of something stupid. There's Velosa pastor, which is like a, a pastor who turns into a velociraptor, like stuff like that. Where you are like, there's no way this could be good, right? What a nightmare to have to sit through that. And I thought, Hey, if it was a way to get you guys to engage with me, I thought it would be absolutely fucking hilarious to have you guys see a movie that looked awful. And then by sending that title in an email, subject me to an hour to two hours of my life. Just like, what is this? But I would do it. I would do that for you. I would do that because of my love for our back and forth. So the shittiest movie isn't even something that I'm like, Hey, I should just do that every week. I don't really get a lot of, uh, I, 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 I've received a few suggestions from you guys, which I do appreciate. Um, but it doesn't seem to be something that has like a whole lot of grounds. And honestly, cause it's the, the fact that it takes me, you know, two hours to get through one. Um, I don't think if I get, if I, if I don't get a suggestion, I don't necessarily think that it's something I need to spend my, my week doing. Um, I already have the top five for you guys, which people seem to enjoy here and there. Um, and it's something that I, I, I just enjoy. It gives me something to talk about. So this week we're going to move right onto the top five. Um, we're going to do my top five Sphinx beard scents. I just thought since I was putting stuff away, I'd received the last order from the, you know, 30% off or whatever. And I was like, ah, I may as, may as well use this as an opportunity to tell you guys what the top five, these are only so far the ones I've experienced. So there's still some scents that I haven't even had a chance to use in beard, um, from the oils or whatever, but from what I've used thus far, uh, these are my top five scents. And what's really cool about Sphinx beard is when you get the bottles of oil, they've got a little tag on the side of them that tell you the scent profiles of them, which is really, really cool. Um, so if you guys are interested, I will let you know well, more. I can tell you some other scents and stuff like that, but I will tell you what some of these things are. Um, so I want to get the definition of this stuff too, because I don't know what this is. Um, so let's start with number five. Number five is a scent called Emperor and the scent profile of Emperor is Oud, O-U-D, sandalwood, aromatic, and vanilla. So Oud, it says the Oud, uh, it says the Oud, a short neck type of loot. That's not what we're looking for. Let's say, what is Oud smell? It says Oud perfume. Why is Oud so expensive? Oud or Ode, O-U-D-H, comes from the wood of a wild tropical tree called the agar. Apparently, only 2% of agar trees produce oud, making it incredibly precious and therefore expensive. Due to its rarity, high demand, and the difficulty of harvesting it, oud oil is one of the most expensive oils in the world. There we go. Um, this is the six most expensive perfume ingredients in the world. So oud's on there. So there you go. If you're looking at something like, oh, what's oud? Oud is a very knife-smelling um, oil. So Emperor has the sense of oud, sandalwood, aromatic. And now you say, what's aromatic smell? They, they say more aromatic and just like light, whatever. Some of these you'll notice that the smell that they're saying isn't exactly like, it's not like saying clove, you know, uh, lemon oil or something or lemonine, right? Like a, like a terpene. Um, it's basically just kind of like what you'll get from it. So emperor has oud, sandalwood, aromatic, and vanilla. Number four coming in. And I really like this smell. This one is a very fresh 
sort of aqua-y light. It's called Sailor. And Sailor has aquatic, green, fresh, and amber are the smells in that one. And again, these are things that like even these descriptions won't won't do them justice. Um, but uh, I really like the Sailor smell and I'm really excited to find uh you know, ways of using it. It's got a, it, it has almost a bit of an aqua velvet smell, but not like gross, cheap aqua velvet. It's really fresh, clean, like really, really nice, uh, nice smell to it. Number three, leather overdose on uh, leather overdose. Uh, the notes, of course, leather back to oud. So a nice leathery oud smell, uh, sandalwood and patchouli. And a patchouli is another one that I don't really know the smell of. So let's do a patchouli. Patchouli. Oh, it says patchouli oud. So I guess that's a thing too. So where's patchouli? A patchouli. Let's just do patchouli and not patchouli oud because maybe there's a difference. Patchouli. Um, patchouli fragrance, patchouli or pogo steaman cablin, aromatic flowering plant of the mint family. There you go. The leaves of which are a source of essential oil that is used as fragrance and perfumes. So there you go. Patchouli is a nice sort of minty oily sort of thing. So, uh, leather overdoses, leather, oud, sandalwood, and patchouli. And that's coming in at number three, number two, often mispronounced by my friends, uh, south of the border, uh, because it's a French one. Uh, French name. Anyways, it's called number two, La Fraîcheur, which is like the freshness, right? And La Fraîcheur's notes are fruity notes, uh, citrus, aromatic, and salty. And I don't even know if that's necessarily the notes that I get from it. I do get the saltiness and the freshness and the fruitiness, but it smells so good. La Fraîcheur. Um, oui, oui, mon ami. It was, it was really smells good, guys. Um, and then number one, number one. Speaking of The Rock, The Rock earlier, of course, I didn't mean Dwayne Johnson. And I'm going to refer to another thing, not Wayne Johnson, uh, Dwayne Johnson, sorry. Uh, number one for Sphinx Beard Products, Smolder, Smolder, S-M-O-L-D-E-R, like the look he gives in Jumanji, smoldering look. Man, I'll tell you, it is a good smell. I love it. So, and of course, the smells that are coming in are also based on, I believe, their, uh, their, their potency in this. So like, even though you're like, well, I've heard oud and vanilla and sandalwood and a lot of them, it's like, yeah, but different levels of it. Uh, number one, smolder what's in it. Oud coffee, leather, vanilla, and sandalwood. Oh man. All the good stuff. Oh, smolder. Sorry. You guys gotta smell this stuff. Holy gentlemanly. Does it ever smell good? I like it a lot. 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 I can't wait to run into some of you guys in person and shoot the shit and you go, uh, any chance you got that smolder? I have all this. Well, all, all the stuff that I would use. I don't use shave soaps and, and aftershave splash, but I have the smolder beard oil. I have the beard butter. I have the beard balm. I have the solid fragrance. So even to just be like, ah, oh, you know what? I have, I've already oiled my beard. I don't really need to, but I just rub my finger in the solid fragrance and re smolder up. Oh, and the thing is a lot of these two smell different in beard than they do in bottle. So, you know, like when they're in the bottle, they're all just, you know, together, whatever, but sometimes just getting it out into your hair, open it up, maybe mix with your pheromones and, and oils and, and natural sort of, you know, body excrements, <laughs> but, uh, it smells dope. You guys, it smells really good, really good smelling, uh, stuff there. 
So that's my top five, guys. Number top number five, top five spink beard scents. Okay, number five, Emperor. Number four, Sailor. Number three, Leather Overdose. Number two, La Fraîcheur. And then number one, Smolder. Can't wait. Like Smolder and Scully. No, uh, Smolder uh, is uh, is the scent. So that's the top five, gang. Uh, coming up this week, I got a haircut coming up uh, on Friday with my pal Tasha. Last one before I go. Try to get myself under control. I got to do my beard up. Give myself a nice beard trim. First one of the month. Bang, bang, bang. And uh, Packing. Packing, packing, packing. On Saturday, I leave for Toronto with my lovely girlfriend. We are going to drive to Toronto with all of the gear because I won't be leaving my vehicle in Toronto for months at a time. So the plan is I will be driving uh, to Toronto with my lovely lady on Saturday. We're going to drive to the RV, put all of the stuff in it, all of our stuff for the the, the months on end. I'm going to be meeting with Matt sometime this week to get all of his stuff. And it'll just be like, put it all in the car drive it there. Her and I will have some quality time. Just the two of us would be great. Get it in the vehicle. Her and I can go have a nice lunch together. Nice, you know, one last romantic meal out together. And then the, the quality time on the way home, spend some time with her. And then, uh, and then Thanksgiving, I'm, I'm lucky that I'm now home for Thanksgiving. They, they said, oh, there's no point in us having you here Monday just to miss Thanksgiving needlessly. So, you know, you guys can come in on the, on the 12th, enjoy Thanksgiving with your families, which is great. So I'll have Thanksgiving and then the next day it's off, off to the land of burgers and hockey for, for Lord knows how long. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to, uh, to spending some time with, uh, with my lady and, uh, and family and stuff before we go or before I go. And, and that's it. That's my week guys. It's, it's just trying to figure out what to pack for four months on the road and, uh, and don't forget anything. And I don't leave the house with five things without forgetting something. So, uh, this is horrifying. I got, I got lists all over the place and I'm making sure that I will have everything packed, everything ready to go. So I don't forget anything. All right. Onesies, you guys are the best. I appreciate you. I hope you have the best week ever. I look forward to talking with you again soon. It's a shame, it's a shame, it's a perfect shame Creep under my door and we do it again It's so easy and easy and easy and easy And creepy and creepy and creepy and creepy Oh, again, again, again Stupid and perfect I hate you, I want you, I hate you, I hate you Oh